What's up, Smackheads? It's the Maniac Matt Tennant here, bringing you another archive edition of the Union Smack podcast. Now, if you've been watching the Twitter account, you'll know this week, mine and Travis's schedules haven't quite aligned. So we're unable to bring you the second part of Question Time, Episode 6. Worry not, however, all those questions that you sent in will be rolled over to Episode 7 at the end of November and mixed with any and all new questions that we receive on episodes up until then. Now, Travis will be away for a few weeks, as you know. He'll be getting married on November the 12th, and then away for his honeymoon afterwards. So you're stuck with me until his return. I do have a few new episodes to bring you in the coming weeks. We're going to debut the first two trial episodes of your new Smack Shorts, and I'll be bringing you my own compilation of the best of Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. And yes, I have managed to source matches higher in quality than the usual Coliseum video releases that we spotlight. So with that said, the following episode was recorded on October the 11th, 2018, and may contain subjects and stories, as always, no longer relevant in the present. And Travis, I know you're listening. We will wish you nothing but luck and happiness in your newest adventure of marriage. And no one deserves it more than you, my friend. We can't be there with you, but we'll all be raising a glass during the day. So until next week, Smackheads, cheerio, mates. We are back after a lengthy little hiatus. Slam takes you Smack back right here at the Big TV. Not a normal episode this time. For one long time coming, it's finally the best of the British Bulldogs, which we're going to get to the review later. But it's also... The tail end of somebody's day alert. Matt Tennant, welcome back. Happy birthday, my friend. I know it's still your birthday for here and me, but for you it's already tomorrow. It doesn't matter, it's still technically your birthday. How you been? Happy birthday. Where can everyone catch Many thanks. And thanks to everyone on Twitter who has wished me a happy birthday. It's uh, from people I didn't even know, Travis. You know, I've had so many messages today saying, I don't know you, but have a great day. So, if you were one of those people, thank you very much. And I'm well. I've been very well. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, my voice is going now. We started recording. Um, yeah, since we recorded last, I've met Jeff Jarrett. Very, very nice bloke. And you know what? One of the nicest people I've ever met, I have to say. And I met nice. British wrestling legend Alex Shane. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard of him yeah. somewhere. You know what? Another nice bloke. And shared some pizza with him. Had a good chat with him. And... Yeah, two of the nicest men I've ever met, apart from yourself, of course, sir. <clears throat> um, and you know what? You can find me, as usual, on Twitter at The Perfect Tenant, and you can buy our official merchandise, the official Hibiki TMD shirt, the, 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 I can't talk now, the official Union Smack shirt at unionsmack.bigcartel.com. And it's good to be back recording, Travis, after a month away, a month Seems like a year. It does. It, it is good to be back. And I'm an asshole because in my last couple of uh, live streams, <laughs> in the description, I put big bigcartel.unionsmack. No, guys, it is unionsmack.bigcartel.com. Get over there. Get yourself a shirt. Check us out. Hit that subscribe right down below, as always, on Twitter at the Hibiki TMD. Matt, man, we are loaded. We are. We got the rocket fuel. We're strapped like the warrior, ready to go to the moon. There's so much to talk about. So much has happened. Unfortunately, yeah. maybe... God, you got to be – I know you're crushed. This is shitty news. This sucks, especially off the heels of 500 days as WWE UK champ Pete Dunne uh, reportedly injured. There's been nothing official yeah. as far as what the injury is. There's just been, like, a statement. But, yeah, apparently yes. the, the word severe was in the, in the description too, right? Yes. Um, apparently. We don't know when it when it happened. Um, I'm, I'm hearing that it was before the – the Hello Wembley show for progress. He was, uh, you know, reportedly limping severely then. Um, it is a foot injury. We know that. Apart from that, we we know nothing yet. Uh, it's his 504th day today as we record as champion. He's officially tied Brock Lesnar's record. By the time people hear this, he will have broken it. Um, fuck. Do you know what? That's the only word I can use, Travis. It's, it's fuck. You know? 
it, it was on such a roll, and then this. We don't know how severe it is. You know, the word severe might just be websites and newspapers. And do you know what? There's two or three newspapers over here that have actually covered it as well. But it might just be them, you know what I mean, hyping the story up to make it sound worse than it is to, to make people read. But as of yet, WWE haven't issued a statement that I know of. Um, Pete Dunne hasn't issued a statement that I know of. But if it is as severe as people are making out, then he will obviously have to vacate the title. And we all know Sadly. He, he works a very high-impact style. He's one of those guys, though, that doesn't overdo it with risky high spots every two minutes. He does do his share of them, especially if you saw that fantastic match with Ricochet on NXT. We'll mm -hmm. talk about that in a little bit. But this catches up to everybody, this style. <laughs> this is another case that this is what this is the worst part of the modern era wrestling for me. Yes, these matches are better than they've ever been in any other era, but this is the biggest risk that comes with that, and it sucks. So many yeah. title reigns in the past five years, I feel like, more than any other era, have been derailed by injuries. Start-stop pushes because of injuries more than any other time in wrestling, I feel like, Matt. More than fucking guys yeah. in FMW and Japan <laughs> ECW, deathmatch guys. Guys today get hurt more than those guys. It's insane. It is. Um, and it speaks to the you know, the toughness of the style that they're wrestling. But do you know what? I'm just honestly, Travis, it's like, I'm gutted. It's like, this is probably the worst news that it could, I could have got on my birthday, <laughs> you know? And it's like, even if a family member had died, I'd have been like, not as crushed. Is that bad? I've just what? realized what I've said is really bad. I mean, we, did, we didn't have an obituary. I'm trying to clean it up. We didn't have an obituary to talk about this week. Nobody passed away, but I guess this is just as devastating and shitty. And you know what? When this shit happens, especially with the, like a guy I'm into or like really want to get behind, I always, when they get injured, like, yeah, it fucking sucks. But then I think about the comeback and how much buzz we'll have then. So I try to think greener pastures. And yeah. one of the hottest performers in the world right now is <clears> done by far. When he, if this is lengthy, if it's not to coincide with the Undisputed Era angle, because it is rumored it could be another three teams this year with mustache mountain being in there or, or british strong style whatever they're called in nxt um who knows and, and you yeah, know what yeah. triple h has done stuff like that before smart enough to work with marks on twitter and just shit like this with injury reports and stuff i could totally see that being a thing yeah. but if does the end justify the means in this it's not like a payoff for a singles match it's a it's a multiple man tag match in war games i don't know that's the third thing <laughs> He, did, he didn't well, need the extra momentum to begin with. He's Pete fucking Dunn. So I can't see Triple H like conjuring up some injury angle desperately to get Pete Dunn over. It wouldn't make sense. He's no. already over. Yeah, I agree. And I, I did hear that the war, war Games will be changed this year <clears throat> to two teams of four. So it would be Ricochet, Pete Dunn, and War Raiders against Undisputed Era. And that's assuming Bobby Fish would be clear to wrestle by then. Um, but it, it, you know, reports are saying that Pete Dunne will have to withdraw from the main event of War Games. So if that is true, that's a good month and a half away. So that's not looking good. Um, he is, I will say, he is scheduled to appear at the next set of NXT UK tapings in two weeks' time. Whether he'll vacate the title then, or they'll work the injury into, you know what I mean, a storyline is yet to be seen. Well, let's not get totally down in the dumps. Let's let's reflect on this title reign in general. This game, yes. I mean, the casual wise, the the biggest exposure he got was his his um, appearance in the first UK tournament, right? Who would have thought he would have been the breakout like that over here? Over there, you guys already knew who Pete Dunne was. You knew he was a fucking mm -hmm. star because he was a star over there. I just yes. didn't feel like. When I first saw him, I thought he was great. He reminded me like a hybrid of Fit Finley, William Regal, all these shit kicker, badass guys with like this cocky young. As a heel, right? But I didn't think he would catch all yeah. the casuals. The thing is, he has. He has over here. People like Pete yes. Dunne in America, I think it's safe to say, just as much as the UK. Yeah, I agree. And the reactions he gets on NXT, it's like some of the biggest reactions in WWE today. You know, it's like when when his music hits, and it's like Americans go crazy for him, even more so than... The British do sometimes. It, it's just nice to see that <clears throat> somebody so young, you know, who who wasn't a star beforehand, who didn't come from, you know, 
New Japan and wasn't as well known as you know the Young Bucks or or Kenny Omega could <laughs> break a market like WWE. It's just it's wonderful. A lot, of, you know all these, a lot of all these guys need is a platform. I feel like Kenny Omega <laughs> exactly. and the Bucks had that in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the title reign, Travis. <clears throat> what? Well, wow. You know, who who just thought in at the end of 2016 when you know no one in America really knew who Pete Dunne was? Who would have thought that a year and a half later he'd be? Because he is going to be. It's like. And I'll commend Triple H for <clears throat> if the title has to be taken off of him for not like doing it straight away for letting the the time play out because let's be honest he deserves the accolade of longest reigning champion of the modern era you, you know who, who'd have thought would have been saying that at the end of 2016 about right. someone you never knew I remember when they first announced the UK title with debut, the first time we ever laid eyes on a picture or anything. I was like, yeah, that's cool. But at the end of it, I was like, well, it would probably be like the European title. Just look. Who would yeah. think two years later that that title, the way it's been booked with Pete Dunne, to me, it feels like the most important fucking title sometimes and the one that's been handled the best for the last two yes. years. He's been booked as an old school Ric Flair territorial fighting champion. He's knocked it out of the fucking park. He's going in there with fucking schlubs. He's going in there with stars and he's making it work every time. You only get a handful of guys like that every couple years and triple h uh, sounds like we're kissing uncle paul's ass on episode but it's so right he, <laughs> you got to give him credit he know he has that eye for a guy that like the x factor that you can't explain that intangible they like to say he he gets it he, does. he got it done he does and do you know what along i mean majority of it is pete Dunne's willingness to go anywhere with the title and you know what I mean? Not, not. I won't say do as he's told, but I mean he's basically towed the company line and reaped the rewards for it. And, and do you know what? It's been one of the most memorable title reigns in fucking years, Travis. You know what, my friend? I'm glad to say in the annals of time, the longest title reign in the modern era. Along the way, we got a shout out from the man that held that title. Yes. Thank you, Pete yes, Dunn. For the trailer you guys see every week, we're going to keep showing it because we love it. And please, <laughs> heal up, get better soon. You're still our champ. Yes. Hopefully everything turns out, though, for Pete Dunn on the, on the Yes, F fingers crossed. And can I just say, I don't think it's going to be too much of a, a stretch to say, like, like the Intercontinental title was known as, like, the Brett Belt in the early 90s. Like, that UK title is, is now going to be known as the, the Dunn Belt, I think. Yeah, uh, definitely. Most of it. Um, progress at Wembley to move the train along because we do have a lot to talk about. It went down, it's done, it's in the books. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't, it hasn't dropped yet because progress doesn't stream live, which my no. buddy JD kept me up to speed on. I'll come clean. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know they didn't air their stuff live. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I, I will. It's like, do you know what? I haven't even got the excuse of writing about it anymore because. I left Wrestle Talk during our little hiatus, but it's just life, you know. I haven't got around to it yet, Travis, but I obviously will because Dunn versus Dragonoff. Who doesn't need to see that? Exactly. I saw uh, man uh, Mark Andrews and uh, that spot off the ladder. Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> I don't know the result, and I don't want to spoil. But God, I hope that was the finish. I saw another clip like that today. I linked to you, with, or put on Twitter with Davy Boy Smith Jr. Jesus Christ with Teddy Hart. That spot, but yeah. I'm sure that guy kicked out. Marco Stunt, whatever his name is. Yes, yeah. that. Uh, I don't know why people. Was some people calling that a fucking pile driver on Twitter? Surely that was, that's a Canadian destroyer. That was, a, that was a doomsday Canadian destroyer, which should. In any match, in any fucking promotion, in any era, that's it, it, look, all credit to where it's due. If you, guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, Teddy Hart, David Boy Smith Jr. did the spot markers. It's a doomsday Canadian tour I've never seen. I'm pretty sure you didn't either, but it's breathtaking. I'll give him credit. Yes. It's a hell of a spot. Yes, it is. It's uh, surprised me when I saw it. I saw, I saw Travis Banks, though, featured. I saw Jordan Grace had a run in. I saw uh, this was treated big. It felt, it, was this the biggest progress show so far, Matt? Yes. I, th I think they built it big. They purposely you know, booked big matches like Walter versus Tyler Bate. Oh, like, yeah. Did you see Tyler Bate tweeted that side visual of him doing a face off with Walter next to Hogan and Andre? And it looked like, like I don't know, something about that comparison made sense to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Do you know what? I'm not sure whether I heard they main evented that show, but I, I'm 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 sure I saw a picture of Tyler Bate and uh, Walter, and it said something about the main event. Maybe you know it wasn't the main event. It was just them. You know what I mean? Saying they should be, but yeah, I need to see this show. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's one of them shows that it could very well be Progress's WrestleMania. It's tough to say who's a bigger star in WXW, um, uh, Dragunov or Walter. I would say Walter is definitely probably the better known. So to make that the main event, I guess, because I think in WWE's eyes and a lot of people's eyes, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne are kind of like Brett and Sean, kind of on that same level. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. Seems like a good show. Uh, Can't wait to to check it out. Yes. Uh, Do you know what? We we should do a a review of it when we've both watched it. We should. Sounds like a good idea. I'm actually really hyped for Bait and Walter. Probably more than Dunn and Dragunov. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, I know. I know. At least I'm honest. At least I'm honest. What I wasn't hyped for, Matt, which actually went down today, on your birthday, you got the gift of Super Showdown. I don't want to gloss, I'd go too long on this, but we got to talk about it. Man, like I said, I was at work for like 12 hours today, and you text me, like, you seen it? I'm like, no, and I don't plan to. It, this big time... Like, in, when they go to Saudi, this expensive house show stuff, it's what yeah. it felt like. Apparently, that's what it was, Matt. Yes. Um, do you know what? I, I will give them credit. The, the big matches meant something. Not a whole lot, but something. You know, Joe Styles was very good. Should have main-evented the whole show. Um, instead, Undertaker and Triple H main-evented the whole show, which, you know, I, I've not seen the main event yet. I will watch that tomorrow, but like I said to you before we came on air, you know, I've been watching it since 9pm uh, because <laughs> fact, I wasn't going to fucking watch it at 10am in the morning because I, you know what I mean, I had things to do. I had a fucking Spider-Man game to go and buy, so I wasn't going to watch that. Um, so I watched it, I watched it with pizza and it felt like a week. Honestly, and I know it was only four hours, it wasn't even as long as Great Royal Rumble. I, but it, would, it, would you it, just, sorry, when you just said that, I pictured that quote on a shirt. Which watched it with pizza and it felt like a week. I don't know why. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Maybe we can work that into our next piece of merchandise. We'll <laughs> Maybe. Um, just, just you with your hands in the air and pizza and like you're falling asleep with wrestling in the back. <laughs> My God, what an image on the shirt. Just me. Ugh, no, thank you. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, Styles Joe was good. Um, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander was amazing. I will have to say that. I think that stole the show. Was crowded into that so match. Than, yes, heavily. Um, as I, I, as I, they, I should. Spo- I, they, they should. They should. I won't spoil the results for you, Travis. But let's just say it was a huge pop at the end. Um, they were really into the iconics. The match was shit, but. You know they were into they were into Billy Kane, Payton Royce. I'm trying to think what else they were into. The, the six man tag was very good. The six woman was it? Oh yeah, the six woman tag was just shoot me now. Do you know what Ronda Rousey did, did not feature it until the last three minutes of the match? It was all the Bellas and the right and like Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. It's like Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey hardly got a look in, and it was just, oh, God, please no. Okay, so I have not, I, I, oh, real quick, what? I have not watched any WWE programming since the Brie Bella botch that we all know. We're not going to talk about it. Everybody's talked about it. Did the crowd give her shit? Were they heckling Brie Bella? That they booed her loudly. Uh, there was yes. a spot where Liv Morgan kicked Brie Bella in the face. Obviously not as severely as Brie Bella did to her. Uh, the crowd popped for that. Oh, are they playing it in the storyline now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Elias and Kevin Owens was just terrible. JBL it's like... and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> what the fuck is what he done to What the there? fuck is Mark Wahlberg doing out there? Did you see that tweet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, he, he used his, his new sixth move of doom. That John stupid Cena, Bruce honestly, Lee punt. Oh, God. What it is... looks terrible. What the fuck is he doing? It's like... 
I'm not sure what's worse, like the execution of it, the actual move itself, which is basically just a chop to the neck, or like the before where he sort of hypes himself up for it with the crossed arms and muttering summit to himself in Chinese. It's from start to finish, the movie's terrible. Do they sell it's it? Just awful. Please tell me they don't sell it. <laughs> Elias dropped like he'd been shot by a sniper in the crowd. It, it just looked ridiculous. I can't say anything, though. I enjoy the worm, so come at me, I guess. I... <laughs> Look, if it's treated like comedy and done right, I, maybe I'll give it a chance. I just don't yeah. be serious. That's like the springboard stunner. Fuck you, John Cena. Fuck you. <laughs> wasting ugh. anyway uh that super showdown pretty much unspectacular from all accounts i i'll check out certain parts um yeah sean michaels is bald i saw that that looks weird um yes sean michaels is now bald um i'm pretty sure we're getting dx versus the brothers of destruction in saudi arabia on november the second is it Se- eight second something like that but do you know what apart from that it, w- it was just a very expensive and large house show and it was even becky lynch and charlotte just wasn't you know very good and i didn't like the ending because it was a cheap way out but i do know becky retained so that's good i'm enjoying her uh becky Austin, <clears throat> yeah. whatever it is yeah i mean i understand why they did the ending they did to keep them both looking strong but in the end it's a title match it's like no you know, find a fucking different way. You've got a creative team. Oh, was it a count out? It was a disqualification. Oh, for <clears throat> I mean, was it the heel the doing it to retain the belt purposely, though? Um, Charlotte had her in the figure eight, and she just grabbed the belt and whacked her with it a few times. And do you know what? It looked weak. It just looked like a few taps with the belt. It didn't look like anything major, so that made it look fucking worse as well. Ugh. Last part of news, uh, at least here in my agenda, Matt, um, Neville has resurfaced back to his roots. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, okay, I'll come clean too. Again, twice. You get two this week, Matt, one episode. I get to look dumb. I did not know that's that's his original promotion. I did not know. Like, I knew he was yes. uh, like Noah. And, was he a Noah for a minute? <clears throat> I believe he was for like blink of an eye. But yeah, Dragon Gate is, is like where... I'm not going to say where he started because obviously he started on the Indies in the UK and worked his way through the, you know, the Dragon Gates and the Noahs. But yeah, that I, Dragon Gate was the first big promotion that I believe he he ever worked for, like long term. Looks great. Looks fantastic. Looks better than he did when he was active in WWE. He, he's obviously been tricking <laughs> on his time off. I, I mean, I give anyone... At first, I made tweets like, you could have gone anywhere and you picked Dragon Gate, but I get it now. It makes <laughs> sense. That. And that's cool. You know, you, I like to see more of that. That reminds me of back in the day, Roddy Piper would always go back to Portland. He got Vince's permission because Don Owens, the promoter of Portland, was like a dad to him or whatever they talk about. So yeah, it's cool. But I think this eventually, because there is a working relationship there from what I've seen with Dragon Gate and New Japan. I think um, this will lead to something, possibly. It's got to. Yeah. The guys... I mean, it hasn't... Hasn't um, Naito sort of dropped hints that there's going to be a new he has. member I don't, of his, his I, My timeline's so a little maybe. hazy because there's so many goddamn New Japan shows, it feels like. I didn't know if they yeah. unveiled a new member yet or not because I hadn't been on Twitter much today. Um, I haven't seen anything and I have been keeping my eye out. Uh, you know, I, I could be wrong and just not have seen it. But so far, no, they haven't. To my knowledge, so maybe Neville could be that uh, that mystery member. Maybe, maybe. But it's good to see Neville back. And that, speaking of New Japan, that's another huge thing we can talk about real quick as far as news. Gato turned on Okada. That's huge for Japanese yeah. wrestling. And you know what? Very well done, Jay White. One of my favorite guys in the world too right now. Uh, great talent. I think there's big things in his future if he keeps it up. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying that little program they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't get to watch that much New Japan, Travis, obviously, because it's like streaming services and time and the will. But, yeah, um, but I, I feel think like Jay that, White is. I feel like that angle right now is the equivalent in what, for us in 96, Matt, when Paul Bear turned on Undertaker? It's pretty huge to <laughs> yeah. Japanese fans right now. Yeah, it's like a what-the-fuck moment. 
Hasn't um, Punisher Martinez signed with WWE? Like... That's also, man, the goddamn news that's just so backlogged because we're taking <laughs> a month off. No, yeah, that's also there. It is. When yeah. I heard that, man, I was actually kind of sad because I feel like he's going to get lost in the shuffle immediately. And I'm enjoying Punishment Martinez in ROH right now. And he's been doing, he was at All In. He was at, he does some New Japan shots every now and then. He's, yeah. He's good uh-huh. talent. Are, are they, they going to push him straight in at the deep end, do you think, and have him as Alistair Black's attacker? Or are they going to just do the usual NXT thing of bringing him up slowly against jobbers and then finally honestly, put him in a program with someone big? Honestly, in this era, I feel like uh, he stands out more. He's he's totally a Vince guy. That's a guy that could get the call straight. To, I could, no, no reason I can't see him. What They would put him in sanity on SmackDown, I feel like. To make, to make them relevant, because Jesus Christ, that's what they would probably do. I feel like Punishment Martinez is what Baron Corbin should be. That's what yeah. you book him as. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And do you know what? You just reminded me when you said putting him with um, Sanity. I, I saw a rumor, you might have seen it too. WWE are seriously thinking about calling up the Street Profits to put them with the New Day to add a bit of freshness to them. I did see that. That's an awful idea. <laughs> I agree. So For why, one, why, you're why, taking money out of your own pocket. That's two separate acts that, if done right, the Street Profits, I feel like, could be just as popular as the New Day on the main roster. Yeah. So I there's agree. extra merchandise. What are you going to merge it for? What are you... <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah. Cause, well, we know why. It's like, oh, look, two talented men of colour. You know, it's like, we've got three on SmackDown who are growing, let's be honest, quite stale now. Why not merge them? They could bring from it new. Adolph McMahon just can't help himself with his coloured pairings. <laughs> Matt, that's all I got on my, on coloured pairings, when it on that note. That's all I got news-wise. When we come back, we're going to take a trip to Leeds, England, or Manchester, or wherever the fuck they want to announce him from this week, Matt. Format special episode birthday edition. The best of the British Bulldog Coliseum video right here. It's like they do Snap Mac what you say. Yeah, let's uh let's do it. <laughs> Shouldn't take as long. <laughs> Shouldn't take as long. Let's take it. The bruise away himself. We'll be right back. Slam Pigs Union Smack right here at Vicky TMD. Matt, my friend, it's time to take a trip down retro memory lane. Once again, our nostalgic review of the week. This time, going back to the vault section of WWE Network, under the Coliseum Home Video section, David Boy Smith got his own video in 1993, which I never knew. Me, me either. I don't think it was even available over here. Um, if it was, I never had it, and I had a lot of them. But, yeah, I'm glad they put this up, because it's, you know, as we'll find out by the end, it, it's not terrible. It, it's watchable in most parts, but, well, you know, <clears throat> we'll see as we go through it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, what? that's the thing. I've never had so little to say about any show we reviewed. Basically, the gist is... Sean Mooney with some bad graphics over Davy Boy Smith's theme song playing, talking about Davy Boy Smith. Cue match, rinse and repeat. That's pretty much the tape. But some of the matches, I don't want to say were better than what I expected, but stuck with me more than I thought. Like Earthquake versus Davy Boy, we'll get to. But some matches were very disappointing, like Rick Martel and Davy Boy. So there were hits and misses. You can't have a goddamn British Bulldog best of tape match without, though, including a match with who? <laughs> the warlord <laughs> oh my god the eternal feud it seemed like of 91 and 92 that would never die <laughs> these guys wrestled yeah. i think i've gone back like every pay-per-view i think we talked about in 91 these guys found a way to at least touch in a match <clears throat> yeah 
I, th- I think because of the size and like you know the warlord was meant to be this fearsome heel and the bulldog was this powerful baby face it was like oh Vince thought natural match and this wasn't horrible I know some of their matches were um but like I said to you before we came on air, it, you know, almost a carbon copy of their WrestleMania 7 match. And like you know, I said and... to you before we went on the air, which is test of strength, crucifix, roll-up pin, <laughs> fucking power slam. From both, because Warlord did a power slam too that was his finish, just like Davey was. Yes. Um, and there was, you know, the usual, what was it, an hour-long rest hold in the middle so they could both catch their breath. You know, it was... It was I'm going to say it was fine, Travis. Like, I, I wouldn't go back and watch it again. But if we're just looking at the match on the release in question, then it, it, it wasn't terrible. Well, you know what makes all these matches? For me, these guys had, in this time, <clears throat> better for me. is like I like to pretend like they're feuding over who takes the most steroids in the company, and that's the gist <laughs> of the feud. Yeah. And the Bulldog desperately needed something by the end of this. It's like... He, he couldn't get backstage quick enough, could he? You know, to <laughs> sniff that line. That's true. That's true. But that, I mean, that, what's there to say? What's there to say about that match? Not, 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 honestly, not much. And we should tell everybody, like, j- just to save them time in wondering, like, the Bulldog wins every one of these matches on these compilation tape. So, you know, there, there's no need to sit there and go, why aren't they telling me who won? It, it was the Bulldog. I think the burning question everyone wants to know is, was Warlord wearing the lightning undies or just the plain black undies for this match? Let him know. Oh, now you're asking. Um, I think plain black, but don't quote me on it. I prefer my Warlord and lightning undies. I think they're badass. Yes. That's the uh, that's the Mattel figure they released. That's a, that's a, that's a good-looking figure, that. That's the Warlord I downloaded on Fire Pro. Somebody actually took the time to make lightning on these Warlords. I love this world sometimes. <laughs> anyway, Matt, what did that bring us to next? That brought us to a very disappointing Bulldog versus Rick Martel match, which I'm sure was... They said it was a um, Coliseum video exclusive, but I'm sure, Travis, I've seen this on Wrestling Challenge somewhere. So a lot of these feel like it. A lot of these feel like that. Um what can you say? I felt the same way because I, I didn't, I was blind going into this entire tape just like you. There was no match. Like, there might have been in the description, but I didn't read it. So I was just like, we'll just see. Because for the length of this tape isn't very long for what's 55 minutes, something no. like that. Yeah. 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 And 12 minutes of that was allocated to Bulldog and Warlord. So. And the other eight minutes total up is Sean Mooney, <laughs> I feel like. And there's some Lord <laughs> Alfred on here, too. Uh, yeah. Let's skip over Lord Alfred. I think we've had enough of Lord Alfred these past few weeks to last us a lifetime. I'm stocked up on my Lord Alfred. I've enough of a winner. Um, Yeah, this match just, I felt like it was in one of those, I felt it was a wrestling challenge crowd, but those tapings back then, a lot of people don't realize when they taped for TV, it was like four to five hours. So a lot of these people were fucking exhausted. These guys have come out three times already. So by then, it's kind of like 205 live now, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think it showed in this match, the crowd weren't really into it. Um, they, they popped when the Bulldog won. <clears throat> uh, they both looked like they'd worked, like you say, two or three times during the night already. Rick Martel wasn't really up to much, which is a shame because, you know, Rick Martel could be one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. Yeah. But do you know what? This just, just turned to... What? 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 You know, it wasn't even entertaining for me. This was the disappointment of the whole video, I think, because I expected something out of it. I was sure I'd seen it before, but they just didn't deliver. You know, it was just a. This is going on a a tape that, you know, maybe what twenty thousand people will buy. So why bother? And that, that's how it felt. And it wasn't even very long at all. So it didn't get a good chance to yeah. build anything on it. It never got going, so to speak. No. Um, th- th- a lot of these matches, because this was released, it says the year 93, but I, all these matches take place in 91, 92. Um, yeah. Because he wasn't there in 93. So I feel like this tape was released when he just left for WCW, because I don't remember any Bulldog in 93. 
it's like he left um, right before Survivor Series in 92. So that's really weird that this came out in 93. But I would have just Vince would be like, fuck him. Keep it in the can. Yeah. <laughs> Make money off of him. Yeah. 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 I mean, like what we've just said about the Rick Martel match, it's like you, you could probably apply it to every match on this release. You know, it, it look they all look like, apart from the last one, I'll say, because that's from an actual event that we've already covered. But the rest of them, it's like they look like in execution that they're done just for video. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's no special, there's no grandeur about them. There's no special feeling about them. It's just one nameless match after the other. They're like one step above phoned in to describe a match. <laughs> <to her. laughs> yeah, they're, ju- they're just, just interesting enough to warrant the purchase of the VHS when it was released. And it's usually the finish. It's because of the finish, because it's the guy's fucking tape you're buying. You're not buying his tape to see him lose every fucking match. Exactly. Speaking of losing, nobody's winning so far on this Davy Boy tape. Where did that take us to next, man? That took us to uh, Bulldog and Shawn Michaels. And see here, this, now my spirits got picked up. I'm like, all right, here we go a little bit, right? Because this is brand new heel Shawn and fucking. I'm like, all right, yeah. yeah. And then I, I don't know, it was missing here too. Just like we said. Yep, and you know, a very uncaring Shawn Michaels. Like, he, he walked out as if he couldn't give a fuck. Um, I don't know whether he'd worked before that night or whether this was just taken from a live event, but didn't seem to give a fuck. Did Sherry grab his cock? Yeah. I thought for sure she did. <laughs> she did. I think she did. I'm like, did she I think do she... that? They really don't care right now. They're just like, oh, like, like you said, like, <laughs> 34,000 people are going to buy the state. That's it. Fucking grab his cock. Perhaps they were in the back saying, look, he's really pissed off today. He doesn't want to work. Just try and cheer him up a bit. <laughs> thought, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can only imagine what they did on dark matches, like not tape for TV, like house shows. Like, just gives him a blowjob in the middle. Yeah. Where are we at? This match really disappointed me. Uh, could have been more. Could have been so much fucking more with these two guys. Yes, it could have. Um, and you know what? You expected more. You know, it, it's a not. What's the best way to describe Bulldog in? Well, I think this was from '92. Yeah. Uh, because they were talking about SummerSlam coming up at Wembley. Well, the you fact know, that Sean had this gimmick already. Bulldog. It was '92. Yeah. 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 He he wasn't a terrible Bulldog. He could still move in the ring. You know, the fans were still behind him, so he could still do some stuff. And obviously, it was a Shawn Michaels who needed to impress. But this was, again, it was just, it went longer than it should have. For some reason, for some, you know, for some reason, <clears throat> I'm not sure whether it was the upgrade to HD on the network or whether it actually looked like this on the VHS when it was released. The footage looked really old. Yeah. It looked like 70s footage that had been given colour. And it just looked really icky, which didn't help the match at all, but. You know, I think it was fine at the beginning, and then it just dragged for me. And totally a, a cheap, a cheap DQ finish, Travis. <laughs> you know, it's just like you sat through what this match went maybe eight, ten minutes. So it, we've sat through that of not very much happening, and then we get a, a crappy DQ finish at the end. And that was that. It was like, on to the next is what the tape felt like. It just felt like a conveyor belt of British... There was, like, no pomp and circumstance, no build to, like... No little vignette. Like, okay, like, in later home video releases, right? Like, in any, any like, late 90s, they'd have a little build on the tape or something to why the guys are here now. I was like, no, just yeah. cut Sean Mooney in his blazer and tell him the next match. That was it. Yep, that was it. It was like, next, next, next. Are we done yet? No, one more, next. What did and we next, get? Ne- next. <laughs> next, Travis, we got... <laughs> we we were actually treated because we were taken to Spain for the British Bulldog versus Earthquake. I'll let you handle this one. <clears throat> What's there to say, man? Um, more of the same. <laughs> if anything, this stuck out to me more on the tape because of the spectacle. I don't ever remember these guys really working in a program together anywhere else. Yeah. Um, maybe no. the Battle Royal they touched. Uh, 
So I was intrigued from the get, not going to lie, the guilty pleasure of me. I'm a big fan of both of these guys at the time. Um, Earthquake was an awesome gimmick, I feel like. And I totally mean that. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> I feel like they I'm played to sure the... Where... Good. I was just going to say, I'm not sure where this match was placed year-wise, because this was a heel earthquake. Like, I, I, I mean, I might be wrong, but sort of towards... So obviously, SummerSlam '92, he was babyface in the Natural Disasters. So this looked like a 1990s earthquake to me. Yeah, I, I, for sure, this is probably like '91, especially with the mix and match attire, which we talked about off air. That really hurt to me. Earthquake was wearing <laughs> yes. with his red boots. Um, no, this is like had to be '91 because I feel like by '90, not like Rumble '92, he was in the Natural Disasters. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, yeah, the match, I feel like... Was... Good. <laughs> it's your birthday, by all means, go ahead. I was, oh, I was just going to say, like, was it me, or did Earthquake look particularly disgusting during this? It's like, I know he was overweight always, but it's like, during this match in particular, he just looked... Just particularly disgusting to me, you know. And it's like his his singlet was, and I don't know, it pulled up really tightly between his legs more than it used to be, and it was just like there was a lot more on show than I ever remembered with Earthquake. I feel like of all the guys and all the matches on this card, all the talent, this one had the most like play to the crowd out of any of them. I feel like Earthquake was playing it up and hamming it up out there. More than I've ever seen him, like, play to a crowd, ever. Yeah. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And did they, 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 they worked five other enjoyed. matches on that set of Superstars tapings? They were just tired? They are just like, we're going to go out and dick around? <laughs> like, we can't be fucked anymore. It's, it's you know, we clock off in, in ten minutes. Let's just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I they wheeled know. out Andre. A, a poor-looking oh. Andre. Yeah. Just rough knackered by this point just every time i see i think we've talked about this before on a previous episode about how sad the state of andre is and it's like yes. it's kind of the levels you want to look away because it's like i don't want to remember andre on hand crutches and fucking bad hawaiian t-shirts and just oh <laughs> yeah he looked so fucking ill as well didn't he? it's like i know his legs weren't good and his health was deteriorating but he, he also looked really ill by that point and like not ill like thin and emaciated but just like really haggard and and tired and it's like why are you making this this man who can who can clearly not walk very well he just was, walk to the ring stand a name. there yes yeah, yeah but i don't know <clears throat> like, i'd like to think if that was me i'd maybe have him appear and wave and then go back not standing at the ring for eight minutes just to please the crowd who, let's be honest, weren't really that bothered he was there anyway. You know what I would have done with Andre? Studio, sit down, little interview segments. Catching up with Andre, yeah. not knowing that he's on hand crutches, keeping the hand crutches off TV. You don't want to tarnish yeah. his legacy build up, I guess. That fast, too. Exactly. Like, within a year of being in the Colossal Connection to hand crutches. <laughs> I just think it was particularly cruel to keep wheeling him out when he wasn't up to it. You know, I, it I think he obviously agreed because it was a payday and because of loyalty to the company. But I, I nothing in me believes that Andre wanted to be around wrestling in 91. Not with his state of health. And, and right before this, he was know. working for a, Herb Abrams, UWF, and doing like interviews with Captain Lou on yeah. ESPN, which is like... Maybe he really did need the work. Maybe the medical stuff is catching up to him. Maybe he was a frivolous giant back in the day. Uh, this match wasn't <laughs> frivolous. This match wasn't exciting, though. But for some reason, it stood out the most to me. Probably, I, I would never say go out of your way to watch any of this. But this is probably the most tolerable match for me on here. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I think the setting and the fact that we haven't really seen them you know, clash in singles competition or even that much in tag team competition during the time you know I, I know the bulldog had a little thing with a heel natural disasters 
uh, we we got that at Battle Royal at the Albert Hall, you know, a, a little bit. But match-wise, I think it felt special because we'd not really seen it before. And all this did with Andre was lead to a feud with the fucking Bushwhackers, which we failed to mention in SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, God. Um, at least the Natural Disasters didn't job to the Bushwhackers. They won at SummerSlam. Anyway. I think, yeah. man, we're knocking them down. Fastest review ever. 15 minutes we've, we've plowed through this tape. Is there, like, one match left? Yes, yeah, so, but let, let's be honest. It's like, you know, what can we do with six very mediocre matches and a 56-minute tape? You know, it's like, it, it's short, but it's, I like to think it's short but sweet, you know? Yeah. I mean, we we could talk more in detail about these, but... There isn't really much more we could say about any of them. And plus, it's guys. You know? It's like almost six o'clock in the morning for Matt right now. Have a <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do appreciate you staying um, late, Matt. Being a trooper, talking about terrible Monday '90s wrestling. <laughs> that is what I love, Travis. I don't love this next match, which we've already reviewed. Um, for anyone who listened to our review on UK Rampage '92 a few months ago. It's like th- this is the Bulldog versus IRS main event from that show, and if you listen to that review, you'll know it wasn't very good. I, I don't, so I don't want to cut the review short, Travis, but I also don't know what else to say about it that we haven't already said. You know, it's like yeah, phoned in. How about we do this? I will, I'll, I'll say this as a whole because we have already reviewed this match. That's the tape. Uh, fuck, man. I, I, I was hyped when I saw that they, because this wasn't on the first batch of Coliseum videos the network released. This is like round two. They added new ones. I'm like, oh man, that I was really excited to watch this. I was like, this would be perfect for the show. But man, the air that is out of my fucking sails on my boat right now. It it sucked. I got it. I got it. Got to say, yeah, it did. Um, I mean, see, I mean, I applaud them for putting out tapes travis that you know highlight particular wrestlers um but it's like a a vhs tape back in the day had a limited space on it you know yeah what was it maximum three hours long and they were never going to put three they were never going to put three hours of bulldog on i feel like there's no reason there shouldn't have been british bulldog tag matches on here no, I agree. Unless they, unless they were like, this was planned in what mid ninety two or early ninety two. And then he left. left. They're like, you know, fuck it, just put it out. Yeah, and they like they always planned to put a, a British Bulldogs tag team VHS out, but it never came about. You know what I mean? Because he left. Yeah. yeah that's the that's... only reason I can think of. There were there were no tag matches with Dynamite Kid on here. That could very well be the case. I could have quite happily sat through six matches of the Bulldogs versus the Hart Foundation, Bulldogs versus the Rougeos, you know? For sure. That would have been fine. For sure. I, I, the Brain Busters came in right before the Bulldogs broke up. I'm sure they had a match somewhere that was probably tremendous. I believe they did, yeah. I, be, I, I believe there's one with Demolition there some, in there somewhere, you know? It's like, it's just baffling. There's so many really, really good British Bulldog matches. Bolsheviks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got to choose six singles. Yeah, no one, no one their tape Maybe selection back in the day it would have been the Bolsheviks, Conquistadors, all these terrible teams instead <laughs> of the teams we just mentioned if they added them to the tape anyway. So maybe yeah. it's for the best. I don't even took Bulldog versus Brett at SummerSlam again because there's no reason that shouldn't have been on here instead sh- of the IRS one. I was shocked that, that wasn't on here, quite frankly. I was like, well, that's a given. Yeah, that's like getting like an Austin. <laughs> compilation without like the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 14 match or the you know what I'm yeah. saying or like Austin in the cage with McMahon those are always on compilations like that yeah there's no def- there's no defining match or moment on here it's just six random matches that it looks like somebody who <laughs> didn't know wrestling shows you know if, if you sat someone who'd never watched it before down with a list of matches and said just pick six off of that and they, you know what I mean? They just tick random six matches. That's what this looked like. We have defined 
Another episode. We've defined it with the word excellence. Another excellent round, Matt Tennant. Union Smack is in the books. Happy birthday once again, my friend. We did it. Fans have Thank already voted, though, so we can technically announce yeah. where we're headed next, right? Yes, we are headed to World Tour 1992 next. Um, I mean, I've told you a few things about it before we started recording. So, yeah, our listeners can be prepared for a little bit of repetition. Thanks to the decision makers who make these made these tapes, I should say. But yeah, I've looked at the card for World Tour '92. Um, made the thumbnail. It looks okay, but I guess we'll have to see Travis next time. Is this and the one with say, the, we'll... Is this the thumbnail he made with French bread and the model on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, look, I sit down to these things and I think, look, it's World Tour. What can I put on it this time? Because there's three World Tours. We've covered one with Jimmy Snooker. Yeah, the, and oh. we've got two more to cover. So, Can't get any but before, we, before we go, can I just say, like, we've been back uh, on air since May, I believe, like four, coming up to five months now. And just want to say thank you to everyone, you know, once again for their support and for welcoming us back and, you know, listening for as long as they've listened and sticking with us. Most definitely. All apologies for the break again, but honestly, real life and time zones come into play. What can we say? That's There's no, yeah. like, not like, oh, is the show going to stop or heat? No, it's just like I work a lot and Matt's like five hours ahead. It's just complications setting things up, but try to get on the ball better. But, uh, yeah, still love doing the show. Thank yeah. you guys for sticking around, supporting the show as always, buying those shirts. Getting Unismack's name out there. Once again, again, Matt, get your stuff out there. Where can everyone catch you? You can catch me on Twitter at The Perfect Tenant. You can buy our official merchandise, the official Hibiki TMD shirt, the official Union Smack shirt at unionsmack.bigcartel.com. And, Travis, I'm absolutely pleased and relieved to say that <clears throat> my undertaker will be available mid-November time. There it is. There it is. Bombshell news. And thank you, my friend. Happy birthday. As always on Twitter, hit that subscribe right down below. The best retro gaming pro wrestling. All the nerdy goodness right here. Until next time, Slam Pigs Union Smack. Cheerio, mates. Bye.